day. So every day we start fresh because we can't affect the past, but we damn sure can make a difference today. Welcome to episode 38 of Shop Talk. It's Jennifer and Carrie. And since we're on another mini hiatus, uh, we asked everyone to vote on which episode we should cover next. Um, and 212 was the winner. So we're covering now and then. Um, and I honestly forgot how jam-packed it was with moments. Like we saw Brolin pair up for the second time. Henry and Abigail stopped by. We saw the aftermath of Lucy's 211 ordeal. And then we even got a few scenes with the badass women trio that we definitely need more of. So yeah. yeah. Um, there were also a lot of parallels in this episode. Like it was more so with just quotes, like in season four but it was still like good good content so yeah we do have a little bit of news um do you want to start off with dylan yeah um so dylan connery so you guys know who she um plays tamara um she released her new song uh birthday cake and the music video is out as well and it's so it's like an emotional i mean it's still like a pop song but it's like a little bit of a ballad um she wrote it for her friend mm -hmm, yeah she wrote it for her friend um and so like the song is like a has like a special meaning behind it and just talks about like the universality of like losing someone close to you and it's just like a really beautiful like piece of music and everyone should go listen to it we've retweeted it on our twitter page but we'll probably end up sharing it again because it's yes so good so um, and then before we started recording, TV Line had shared an article um, about some of TV's best, like, recurring guest stars. And the rookie had a mention on there with Pete and Chastity. Um, and I know that we had Pete in season four. And we had, like, a phone call with Chastity in it. I mean, she showed up at the very, very end. Yeah. For, like, two seconds. Yeah. But we definitely need a reappearance in season five with Pete and Chastity because, I mean, yeah. they're just like comedic gold. So if we could manifest that, that would be great. Yes, definitely. And um, Eric and Roslyn's latest podcast episode dropped today when we're recording it. Um, I believe they posted a sneak peek. They did. I and think. Rosalind was like, uh, you know, bad nails and toes are a deal breaker for me. And I'm like, toes isn't like toenails or like actual toes. Like I need more information. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But they were just kind of going back and forth about just like different like turnoffs, I guess. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So it's definitely an interesting episode. You guys should definitely listen to it if you haven't already i haven't gotten a chance to but i will because i want to learn more about the toes and nails being <laughs> a deal breaker <laughs> yeah yeah so now we'll just jump right into the episode because there was a lot like mm -hmm. we had a lot of storylines so take it away yeah. with the ship that we all care about chun kurt i mean we care about wolfez too obviously we do yeah but like chenford is just so prevalent in this episode mm -hmm. yeah um so at the beginning of the episode we see lucy covering her tattoo um jackson had ran out at like 6 a.m to get her more concealer so she could do that 
Um, I thought it was nice that Nolan like stopped by and like brought her um, like sugar and they all had coffee together and stuff. So it was like sugar, caffeine fix, like all the all the good um, because it's Lucy's first day back. Um, And she asks if like they can not clap for her like when she comes in eventually um and no one's like sure yeah i'll try of course that doesn't happen um yeah. i mean but understandably so i mean like i would want to clap like just i don't know because it is something like but i understand her like desire to kind of want to be under the radar right. um and then when they do end up clapping, she like she goes to him. She's like, "You're dead to me." Like, <laughs> fair, fair point. Um, and so as I mean, obviously, if you guys have seen the episode, hopefully, um, you remember that uh, Chenford is not actually writing together in this episode. Um, and so, um. I just thought like the look that Lucy gave to Tim when Gray said that she'll be riding with Nyla and just yeah. like Tim's little like nod of acceptance. I've seen this episode now probably like five times and I didn't notice this like this look between them until really this time. I, yeah I didn't notice it because I was focused on just like what Gray was saying and then it was just like because they cut back over to like Nolan you know with like the yeah. um uh what's the word I'm looking for the uh ride along you know and so it was just like so like back and forth like just it jumped around a lot in the yeah in that scene but just oh that was just I don't know just like subtle subtle little moments that um are just I don't know just goes to show like how in like intentional they are Mm-hmm. Um, but then also how just like intentional like Eric and Melissa are with like their micro expressions, expressions yeah yeah in each scene so um and then also oh my gosh Tim's look at Abigail when she was talking to Lucy he's like why am I not surprised that they know each other like he was so just mm-hmm. like okay here we go like sure this is fine um I think someone else also paralleled on Twitter. I wish I sh- I really should have looked it up. I don't know why I didn't. Um, the like he's all bark comment with like Lucy's comparison of Kojo to Tim in season four. Like someone like made a maybe it was Tumblr. Now that I'm thinking about it, it might have been Tumblr. It could have been a, a gift set. I'm not sure. Oh um, um, yeah, but just like drawing that parallel of just like Lucy kind of acknowledging that tim is this like tough exterior but like inside he's you know a softy yeah this was just one of the parallels that were like brought up in this episode and obviously we didn't know it then but like now watching season four i don't know i feel like season four is paralleling a lot of what season two did Mm -hmm. yeah definitely um and i just enjoyed tim's line of like I let you ride around with Harper for half a day and you start hugging people on duty. And I'm over here thinking, I'm like, Tim, it's okay if you just want to admit that you want a hug from Lucy. Like, who would not want a hug from Lucy? Right. Like, hello. Someone shared a gift set today on Twitter and it was yeah. all Lucy Chen hugs. And I was like, 
I would like a Lucy Chen hug. I just feel mm-hmm. like one, I need it, and two, it would be the best thing that would ever happen to me. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sure. Case closed. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. No. So true, though. Um, and of course, we got their first little, um, like, iconic scene. Um, smaller scene, though, of the "What are you keeping tabs on me?" Um, and Tim said, you know, if you need anything, let me know. And Lucy's line of, you got a time machine, paralleled the uh, 401 scene of when she asked if she could have the last 24 hours back. Um, and then even Tim's line, I just realized, paralleled as well, because in 212, he said, wish I did. And then 401, he was like, I'm afraid I don't have that power. So yeah. it's just like he, like Tim feeling helpless to like not be able to actually do anything for Lucy in this situation, but still wanting to anyway. Just right, kind of showing oh. that like he's there for her mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. He's so he's got it so bad for her, mm-hmm. like he does, and he is an idiot for not realizing that. But okay, <laughs> fair, fair. And just, like, their eye contact in that scene, too. Like, just to look up, look down. Like, just subtle but meaningful. So, again, bravo to Melissa and Eric. They truly, like, deliver. Like, the, like 210 through 212. Like, those three episodes, like, back to back to back. Like, yeah. delivered. Like, superior. Um, and I don't know. Like... I'm glad that Tim was nice at the end of his little short scene with Angela when she told him about Lucy having a moment um, at the speed dating thing. And because he at first he was like, well, what the hell is Harper doing? And Angela's like, she's fine. Don't go all Tim on me. And just like his concern for Lucy is overwhelming because mm-hmm. he's like, Lucy's OK. And um, Angela said, yeah, she will be. Um and yeah, Tim was nice enough and then said, thank you for letting me know. And just, they even kind of like foreshadowed, like as people call it, call them uh, Tim Jilla scenes, the friendship yeah. uh, name for Tim and Angela. So yes. I'm glad we got those like early scenes. Um, and I believe, yeah, no, because I had, yeah, I asked for a Tim Jilla gift set and someone made it. God bless that person. So <laughs> Wasn't it I Thirsty just, Nova? Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. So good. Um, yeah, I'm just so like just because we got uh, Tim and Angela scenes in last week's like new episode. Yes. Um, and they were so in sync and I was so just like I don't know what it is about me and like characters being in sync. I'm just so mesmerized by it. I just enjoy it so much. It's so great. She'll text me a gif and she's like, look at how in sync they are. And I'm like, literally I do all the time. <laughs> it's an issue. And I'm like, this is not even a new scene. We've seen this multiple times it's before. It's so <laughs> fascinating to me. Just like how people like fall in step with each other. How like people like their eye, like, even people's like eyes shift at the same time like or just all of it just all of it so good but anyway um 
I still get stuck on the line. I don't even I don't even care that like John's involved in this little part that I'm talking about. I don't even care because Tim just like asking John if he and Lucy are close. Like please, if only he knew how close they used to be. Like goodness. Seriously. I can't. I can't. Also, I feel like this kind of foreshadows to um season 3 when Lucy goes undercover. You know, and John's like, mm. she can handle herself. And, you know, Tim's like, I know she can. I trained her. Like, mm-hmm. they both don't realize how close the other one is to true. each other. Oh I mean, John, John so might true. know a little bit more, like, how close Lucy and Tim are. But even then, mm-hmm. like, you know, he doesn't totally realize that they have feelings for each other. But, like, Tim has no idea unless we just don't know it that like yeah lucy and john dated so yeah it's, just, it's crazy was... because they're both kind of like in the dark about how close lucy is to the other but like mm-hmm. they yeah. they're just like she can handle herself i don't know it's so interesting to see their dynamic when yeah. it comes to lucy mm-hmm. definitely um and just i don't know i appreciated the fact that tim reminded nolan like he thinks because it's physical it's worse like tragedies always leave scars only some of them you can see which obviously kind of foreshadows his speech to lucy later mm-hmm. which i just thought was nice because it's like i don't know because like just they had talked about the tattoo is like a theme throughout this episode as well and so um it kind of just like i don't know it's just all connected like your mind your body like mm-hmm. just everything is connected and i just kind of liked how they kind of drew that throughout the episode and just you know, and even i didn't notice this either until this rewatch that i did of tim um his eyes like closed when john had mentioned lucy's tattoo i didn't even notice that yeah it like it was a quick because like the camera I don't know however the heck they do it like it was probably set up on the uh like car on the door yeah or however they do it I don't know um but yeah it was kind of like it was still it was somewhat focused on Tim's face still and I just quickly caught it It was very very quick Mm -hmm. um before they kind of took it back to John when he was talking so um yeah I don't know but it was just kind of like he was remembering it in a way too like just all of it like I don't know just this whole episode I just kind of forgot that it came right after 211 of course 212 comes after 211 but just <laughs> I don't know like I just kind of forgot just like the emotional weight it like yeah um, like it's still carried like you wouldn't have thought with it being like a cop cop show and everything that it would have like carried on or like mm-hmm. had a little bit of consistency but it did mm-hmm. in a subtle way it wasn't I mean it did have its own storyline kind of but it wasn't like oh let's bring up Lucy's tattoo like every chance that we can mention it yeah and then like the kidnap situation like they worked it into its own storylines but mm-hmm. it wasn't like anytime you saw two people together they were talking about it true very true it's a very good point because it like it like it works for like the pace of their show too Mm -hmm. and it like it I don't know it like it works with the fact that Lucy didn't want everyone to focus on her all the time so it just like you know it 
played into that in a literal uh, way. So, yeah. Um, the end scene, of course, for Chenford is one of my all-time favorite scenes. Um, Tim talks to Lucy um, while she's in the gym. I just would like to appreciate, one, her sweatshirt, two, her ponytail, three, the fact that she still looks, like, all, like, put together and just, like, good, like, good after, like, a workout like that, like, boxing, hello. And a full work day. Yeah, like, goodness. Um, But, yeah, she's being the boss babe that she is and hitting the bag and getting out some, like, you know... I'm sure she's had she's had a long day. Like, yeah, I I don't blame her for needing some like the endorphins that exercise can give you, and just like that kind of, in a way, it can be a form of therapy for people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I definitely can't blame her for that. It just absolutely killed me though that like when her shirt or the sweatshirt, I guess, like raised up and like you could see the tattoo and just like the camera focuses off of it and goes to Tim's face and then comes back like that was just brilliantly done and just like that one moment just like breaks my heart every time I see it um but of course the one time Tim gives Lucy a compliment kind of I say it in air quotes um because it's oh wait does this parallel hold on this parallels now season three though the this two she goes undercover yeah Yeah. this 212 line of you got no quitting you um and tim tells nyla there's no quitting chen yep because i was Mm -hmm. thinking of that too when i was watching this i was like that Mm -hmm. definitely parallels the scene Yeah, i just remember that now yeah um yep exactly um and I just like how she, like, I just like how Lucy, like, gave it back, though, and was like, no, sir, I get that from you. Like, I don't know. And they just, like, they're able to still just, like, banter. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't know, just, like, Tim saying, like, I don't think so. You walked in the door this way. It's what makes you so aggravating. But he said it with, like, a little smile and just, like, was nice about it. And, I mean, that kind of fits, though, because, like, her first day. She was the hot shot and walked in with her like first arrest before clocking in for the day. So yeah, it like her confidence was like remained like throughout. Like it's like a uh, deeply rooted like part of her character is like that confidence. I think still like mm-hmm. no matter what, I think it's still like there, even though yeah. it's like shaken a little bit. Um, but I don't know. I just like that callback. Um, and yeah and it was meant to be a compliment Lucy took it as that which was good and then just like they both said like for each other to have a good night and that just like made me want to cry they're just so cute and like I'm glad they didn't leave it at that though Um, we are going to pull the audio for a portion of this scene because we will not be able to do it justice. No. Yeah. So, here it is. No. I got half a dozen scars, bullet wounds, knife wounds, broken bottle. Then there's the ones you can't see. Isabel's addiction. Uh, dad, 
who would tune me up on the regular. And whether I like it or not, they're a part of me. I, I know what you're trying to do, and I appreciate it, but this is different. I was tattooed by a sadist who etched my day of death into my skin. Okay, but you didn't die. Okay, you lived, and now he's the one in the ground. <laughs> I'm not trying to tell you what to do with it. Okay, burn it off. Keep it, whatever gives you peace. All I'm trying to do is give you some hard-won perspective. You can choose to see that tattoo as your greatest failure. But I see it as proof that you're a survivor. It wasn't your day of death, Officer Chen. It was the first day of the rest of your life. And no one can take that away from you. And then um, just, oh my gosh, I told Jennifer earlier I could go on and on about their just like smiley, goofy, grinning faces for like five minutes, but I will spare everyone and go on about it for like five seconds, maybe. The no, one I'm time just going to say, I thought that you were going to do, do a spiral over. I mean, I, I could. I just like, oh my God. Because I mean, they gave me uh, the chills and it made me get yeah. teary eyed. So yeah, I just. I don't know. It just like the fact that they were able to go from this like the speech, right? And he just like he says his piece and like that's his thing. And then just like the casual like he puts his hands back in his pockets and is like you know, asking her if she's going to ride with him tomorrow and just like I'd never seen him smile so big and just like he's just and she's like yes sir and she's all smiley too and just and then he chooses that moment to give her the ring back and like looks at her all soft and just like oh it's so good it's so good and I think now that I'm thinking about it I think that was mentioned in Eric and Melissa's live Instagram from gosh well now it's almost been two years ago um because I think it was I want to say it was Melissa's idea about the ring I think gosh you know I really give it back to her yeah I think so I think so oh gosh I you know you would think I would know this by now because I'm pretty sure I've watched that like a couple times over I think so I mean I wouldn't be surprised I would like to know like how much they not necessarily like outlet, but how much they add to the scene, like how much input they have. You know, like was it written in the script that they were gonna give the ring, or was that a suggestion from Melissa and or Eric saying, "Well, he still has this ring from her. Why not we add that in?" Like, I don't know. I'm I would like just like ninety nine percent sure that was a Melissa, like suggestion about like just the like the having the ring like in the scene mm-hmm. in a way and then I think they I don't know either she came up with it or she's like just they worked it in in that way I'm gonna have to find that gosh darn Instagram live clip or something I feel like Emily maybe from the rookie uh rewatch account may have shared it at one point in time maybe yeah or if someone else did someone send it to me i'm just gonna say that right now someone someone send it to me on twitter so then we can post it again so then we can all 
spiral like I am doing yes. right now apparently <laughs> I mean I would just like to add like watching this scene I was like you know I just need like a full like YouTube video or whatever however long it would be probably like four minutes or whatever of just all of the Chenford lines like the quotes the parallels all that like no fancy music behind it just the scenes like not like one right after another mm-hmm. I mean even like the parallels like put together you know like yeah. oh it would just be so good that would be good there I just saw another edit before um before like we started recording and it was chenford obviously to the what's a soulmate audio from like dawson's creek and i like lost it because that's like my favorite audio for ship videos like because i've seen it in another one um for our ships so i just like i loved it and Mm -hmm. yeah we'll have to share that one too because it's chef's kiss yeah it's so good i may have retweeted it i may have beat you to the punch on that one okay i don't know i can't remember off well my head. i'll be watching it over and over but so yes yeah. definitely yeah um and just like i don't know and then they go like i don't know like they they did it like in such a way with this end scene that it was like these like softer moments blended into these like more like powerful like lines and just like I don't know if I'm articulating it quite the way I would like it to I wish I could think of better words to use but I can't um just I don't know just like because like Lucy after they have the little like smiley you know yes they're gonna be like back um in the shop together and whatnot and he gives her the ring back she just like looks down at the ring and like held it up and like took a breath and like that Mm -hmm. was the final like scene that they ended on that was just like such a like important moment I think they needed yeah to end it on that moment and like I'm glad that they ended like not that I I don't know how to explain this exactly like I was glad that it was individually like Lucy like it was just Lucy like standing like there holding this ring like kind of I don't know almost like we like kind of saw her like processing uh-huh. the, like whole entire conversation and just like this is this like symbol that she's act like you know she survived this whole thing and like she is going to be okay like in time uh-huh. I don't know if that makes any sense at all but just like we kind of saw it like play out and just I don't know it's just very very smart uh like writing editing producing directing everything about this end scene yes was just wonderful and I could not ask for anything like more to I don't know not wrap up like Chenford obviously but just like that like particular like part of their journey Mm -hmm. because it wasn't too sappy it wasn't too um, it was them yeah yeah I just I love that we have that as part of their journey um Mm -hmm. and yeah like it felt natural for them like Mm -hmm. it felt natural for him to 
you know, walk into the gym and seeing her work out like that. It felt natural for him to make that speech and for her to kind of get like emotional hearing it. Yeah. And then it felt natural with him giving her the ring. Maybe it's because we've seen it a dozen times. So like that could be why. But yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It just it didn't feel like forced. Yeah. You know, well, just like and Tim was able to open up to her a little bit and just mm-hmm. like just allowing himself to be like vulnerable still to yeah to, like kind of put them on the same level and just yeah just everything about it was absolute perfection I have I don't know if I have anything else to say except for the fact that I did end up spiraling for five minutes so you're welcome I mean even like when he <laughs> was asking like everyone or you know nylon harper or nyla and angela and john you know how lucy was doing like i don't know it did feel kind of like it was you know her to but maybe that's because we had seen it while he was in uniform and like on shift whereas if they were like out getting drinks one night like it would have been different um but you could still sense that it was like he really cares for her on a much deeper level than just being her partner you know Mm -hmm. Yep. So, yeah, that's, I mean, it's kind of it that we have on Chunford, right? Oh, wait, Tim in the jacket, though. Oh, my gosh. Yes, we cannot Perfection. forget that. Perfection as well. That is just a look that I will never get tired of. Is that the same jacket that he wears in 309? Or am I thinking of a different jacket? I think so. Or is that. But- Wait, 309 was, yeah, Amber Alert. That's when he was dusted with the cupcake. Yeah. Is that the same jacket? It definitely looks very, very similar. It's a pale jean jacket. I don't know what about it. Or is it the jacket from season four when Lucy caught up to him in the parking garage about Ashley? Oh, heck. I don't know. Oh, dang it. I don't know. I feel like his jackets look alike sometimes. So... Well, if it's not the same, it's a pretty darn close one, and I approve. Thank you, yes. wardrobe department. <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah. So then next we have Brolin and the Abigail ride along. So that was like our main storyline of the episode. Um. And Henry and Abigail are back in town to look at wedding venues. Um. And John just seems unsure of it still. I feel like we definitely need an update on them. Like, are they married yet? What's going on with them? Like, I mean, we know that Henry is in Japan working, but like, is Abigail with him? I mean, surely. I don't know. I was not really a fan of Henry in this episode. He kind of annoyed me. Um, But they meet no one at the district. And, you know, because the wedding venue they're going to look at, like, got shut down. Um, and so Abigail's like I was hoping that I could hang out with you John um, and see like I thought at first that it was going to be like a, some sort of bonding effort for them I was like oh that's kind of cool um, but then I was also like you could d- do it when he's not on shift so but it was actually to shadow him as a cop um, mm-hmm. because she said she's done a lot of self-reflection since she dropped out of school and you know she just has a lot of respect for how he reinvented his life and it's been inspiring for her which i get that okay mm-hmm. um so then you know like she wants to become a cop and do it right all right along 
And John thinks that she's joking at first. He's like, this is another, like, I'm pregnant thing. And <laughs> when she doesn't laugh, Henry doesn't laugh, you know, John's just like, oh, okay. And he makes it more awkward than it already is. So then John's like, I'll have to ask the watch commander. You know, it shouldn't be a problem, though. And so she just, like, runs back to get her jacket from the car. And Henry's like, this is when I did not like Henry. Like, in this episode, like, this was the turning point. Um, You know, he's like, you can't let her become a cop. Like, I'm barely okay with you being a cop. And I worry about you making it home every night. So, you know, I can't do that with Abigail. Um, And, you know, I mean... It is sweet that he's worried about her. It's sweet that, like, he wants her to be safe on the job like anyone does, obviously. But, I mean, John was like, you know, you should discuss this with Abigail. Like, I don't really want to get involved. And I agree with John. Like, he should. Um, yeah, for once, I also agree with John. Because sometimes yeah. John just says things and I'm like, eh. But, yeah, no, yeah. I totally agreed with him. He, Especially yeah. when it's, like, like regarding a job like mm-hmm. i don't know yeah it just and like you're engaged to like like yeah. act yeah i don't know but then henry wants john to make sure that like you know he kind of dissuades her from being a cop and john's like i can't do that but i can lean into the bad parts um and it helps that he has tim bradford as a to in this episode so you know um and tim's just like he's peeved because no one's scheduled to ride along without clearing it with his co first but no one did clear it with harper before (laughs) he knew that she that he was going to be switching tos for the day and tim's just like pissed and he's like well okay so like his disgruntledness is hilarious but then like you get a shot of nyla and she's just like smiling at him and it's yeah like the best it's almost like the smirking emoji like yes. her smile is like that wide i think that's a gif on twitter i think yes i think it's so good though so good so then when john this cracked me up when john was like you know this is our ride along and you know like he showed tim abigail from like across the way tim's like she's like nine pounds like this is i'm not interested in chasing tame calls and john's like oh no let's go after some intense calls abigail would benefit from seeing the harsh side of police work because she's just like sitting there like you know just like a patient like patiently (laughs) waiting and i mean i don't i don't disagree with tim like she does look like she's like nine pounds and like i don't know she kind of has like a baby face look i don't know yeah definitely looks very young yeah then tim just like realizes that you know john doesn't want her to be a cop and john just like iterates that he's concerned about her suitability and he's trying to say yes you're right without saying yes you're right i don't want her to be a cop so then um you know like so john's like it might be it might be best to show her what she's signing up for before she actually does it and tim's just like scaring rookies off the job is my specialty Oh, Tim. Throwback to 101, you know, when he was like, rookie days, my Christmas or whatever. Oh my God. Yeah. He was like, it's the Christmas and the purge all in one. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. He just like, I don't know. And just like his like little smirks as John was talking about like the fact that like he didn't want, or well, that Henry didn't want Abigail to be a cop. Therefore, John's trying to like be fair to both sides mm-hmm. and just, oh my God. It just cracked me up because like, I don't know. It was just such like a normal thing. It was almost like Tim and John were like actually friends. Like, yeah. I- it was just fun to see. I feel like they definitely got closer in this episode. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, just like working together, kind of being like on the same team in a way. <laughs> but yeah, so then they like walk out to meet Abigail on the bullpen. And Tim's just like, this is my chance to not go easy on her. So he's talking to her like he would talk to a boot. And, you know, she's like only to address him as Officer Bradford. He asked if she signed the liability waiver, which she did. And, you know, he's just like, you understand that you could be injured, maimed, paralyzed, burned, or killed during this ride along. And <laughs> and John's face during all of this is just another memeable expression. Like, I don't know, I, cl- I highlighted it in the outline of like, you have Officer, officer Softy, which is John Nolan, and then mm-hmm. Officer Hardass here, which is Tim Bradford. And it's just like yeah. good cop, bad cop, kind of. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it so is. And just, <laughs> It kind of reminded me now that I'm thinking about it, like Tim's like um, reading off of all these things that could happen reminded me of when he got angry in one, was it 116? And he started reading off all those like infractions that Mario Lopez would have done with the car. And he just like, he just says it so matter of factly. He's like, I am like here to just like do my job and like no one else is going to get in my way. So like if he already has to deal with something or someone else, he just like, he doesn't want to. So he's just like, here's all these things that could go wrong or that will happen to you like the way yeah (laughs) but it didn't work obviously well and then he's like we're not tour guides we're the police like we're gonna drive towards the sound of gunshots so if that's a problem then you need to bail now and she just looks at tim and she's like i can hold my own like that's not a problem and tim's eyes just narrow and he's like this is gonna be harder than i thought (laughs) Yeah, oh my god. And he looked back at Nolan, who was like, I didn't know. Sorry. Like, he really thought that that was going to do it. Oh my gosh. So then, um, you know, Brolin and Abigail roll up on the scene. um, And Tim's like, you know, he says that if she wants to become a cop, then the first thing she needs to come to terms with is death in all its forms. And Tim enters the crime scene first. and you know just tells john and abigail to stay there she seems like fascinated with it i mean we didn't see the body but we saw the pool of blood around it and yeah i mean i don't know um and then john's just like you know i'll never get used to the smell of death and i don't know abigail's line here was like a little morbid and i was just like okay this is like kind of freaking me out here and she's like, the smell isn't that bad, but I, I have a thing for armpits. The funkier, the better. And John's just like, I don't need to know that. And me neither. Like, no. No. Mm-hmm. No. And then I, like, worry for, like, like her past. I'm like, what did you grow up around? <laughs> that, like, you're okay with that. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so then she was probably, like, very tomboyish or something. So then... You know, like Tim um, motions over them and, you know, they enter the crime scene. We find out more about the DOA um, and, you know, it was a jumper 
and john tells abigail that like you know she doesn't really want to nor should she see this and she's like no i do um and she's still like fascinated with him and tim's just like if you have to hurl like step away from the victim and she keeps her cool like different than how all of the other rookies have done like we've seen all of them kind of have like woozy reactions to all of this and i one i love how it's been like a running bit in the show but i also love that like she's not even a rookie like she's just a ride along for the day and like she keeps her cool like better than the other than the rookies have i don't know it was just kind of funny to me um but then abigail's like huh i'm not even sure what i'm looking at and again she's just like trance into it um, but we find out the victim jumped from a five-story building onto asphalt. So the impact velocity tends to like make people look like broken pinatas. I'm really glad that they didn't show this because I did not need that image, like even the broken pinata image. Um, but you know, his body is all over the place, and Abigail's just like mesmerized by it. While John's face is grossed out, and he's like great she's liking the job so that makes everything easier um but they have an idea on the victim and his name is heston dayton he's 22 and they're not sure if it's a homicide or a suicide until the autopsy is done so then given the state of the body like it might not even be clear then so tim's like has the next of kim been notified um you know when when the like on-scene detective or whatever says no um the camera cuts from tim to abigail back to tim then to john and i just loved how like the two guys like gave each other a look deciding that they were going to be the ones to do this so then as they're walking away abigail tells john like that was cool and john just says quietly that was a human being and we're about to tell his family that they'll never see him again okay i loved how this line still showed john's like good cop side i mean he'll never lose that side right of seeing like trying to see the good in people um but then i don't know it kind of showed like to me it showed her immaturity a little bit like Mm -hmm. on the ride along Mm -hmm. you know she was she was almost kind of like that was you know like i don't know just she was like eager to see that versus Mm -hmm. really like realize and understand like what they were doing was a heavy thing yeah so well, i think they kind of like i don't know it kind of circles back to like what tim had said earlier that like she needs to come with ter- come to terms with death like in all of its forms and so maybe mm-hmm. she's just like not there yet i also realized though that, that line paralleled his like grief is grief line in 116 yeah. too wow there are so many this episode the rookie is so good with parallels like i don't realize it until i go back and watch and i'm like wait we had that in season four we had that in season three Mm -hmm. um yeah i don't know in season one yeah like i get that she's fascinated by it but like also read the room i don't know yeah um so then you know the trio arrives at heston's residence and john's just talking to abigail about what death notifications are like and tim's like there's no shame in waiting in the shop if you're not ready for it but again she's she's like i'm fine let's do this um she reminds me of someone like 
you know, who is really like new to a position, like a full-time, you know, like whatever, like someone new to a company and she's like just wanting to step in and help anywhere that she can to like really prove herself. Yeah, it's like very, so, very eager. Yeah, which I liked seeing that from her, but it was also like there were certain things that it was like, okay, read the room on. Mm-hmm. Um, so then Heston's mom opens the door and she just wants to know, you know, what he did because like apparently lately he's been getting into a lot of trouble. Um, you know, and she just knows that the cops are there for him. So then Tim's like, you know, he tells her that Heston was killed earlier in the morning and his sister Ellen walks up asking what's going on. She has an interesting reaction to it. Um, and Tim just, you know, says that like he fell from a building. It's possible that he jumped and Miss Dayton said that he would never do that. So then they enter um, and ask a few questions while Abigail stays outside and she ends up talking to Ellen. Um, and she says, you know, the mom says that she hadn't seen him in a couple of days and she like pours wine or something to kind of like help cope um, or something with the news. So then, yeah, Abigail's staying outside talking with um, Ellen, his sister. And, you know, I thought it was interesting. Ellen was like, did you see his body? And Abigail was like, no, she said that like matter of factly, um, you know, she didn't want to like get into it more and I don't know if that's just because like she she didn't like want to really have to explain it maybe um yeah or maybe she kind of maybe she took what John had said and was like oh, okay maybe I should not be as like forthcoming like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so then as Tim's talking to Miss Dayton like asking what kind of trouble Heston was in John's just looking out the window watching Abigail intently. Um, and as Brolin's inside, you know, Ellen's, who I'm assuming boyfriend, um, Everest, pulls up and, you know, like she approaches the car in an anger, like filled with anger filled emotions, asking him what he did. Abigail calls for Tim and John. They come running out just as Everest is pushing Ellen up against the car and yelling at her. Um, so then, like, you know, Abigail steps in and she, you know, Everest goes to like hit her, but then she kicks him right in the worst spot for a guy to be kicked in. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like Abigail is definitely one that, like, she's not going to stay quiet if someone's mm-hmm. getting like misjudged or like. I don't know disrespected or something like she's not gonna stay quiet so then for nine pounds she's scrappy yeah she (laughs) is she's young scrappy and hungry Mm -hmm. so then um you know the sister says that Everest is the reason that Heston said um but you know he's like I don't know what you're talking about I just talked to him earlier in the morning so even though like Everest claims that like he doesn't know why Heston said um you know, the sister's calling BS on it and Tim's holding her back. Um, you know, like they're just trying to like break up the fight. And so then the sister doesn't have a specific accusation, but since Heston's been hanging out with Everest, you know, he's like been getting into trouble. So dispatch comes back with Everest. She, they arrest him for assault and battery. Um, and Tim's just like, you know, 
detectives will come by later to talk to you know ellen and her mom so i don't know also like his calm voice is definitely something that we need to hear more of like i don't know just give me a whole hour of it and i would be set um so then you know like he gives her his card and you know if he if she has any other questions she should give him a call so then i don't know i really picked up on abigail's expression here like you can tell that the interaction hit her a little hard but you know when she's asked if she's okay by john she just looks back you know and says better than her and i kind of got the feeling that she was like pushing down her feelings like she wanted to be like a mr tough guy here but it was like it's okay to be like shook shaken up by it like it's fine you know you're not on the job as a cop like you are still a civilian at this point like you can be shaken up you can be affected by it not saying that cops can't be but like cops learn how to deal with stuff like that like she hasn't learned that yet mm-hmm. so yep. yeah um and then you know nolan is like later in the episode we see nolan um telling everest that you know he needs to come clean about heston and it's obvious that he knows something because the sister tried to claw his eyes out but you know everest is just like i was in culver city all morning um clearing out tickets so i really don't know what happened um and you know everest is like i know my rights and i don't want to talk to brolin anymore um so then tim tells nolan to get him processed and you know they'll get the detectives up to speed so like we see more um like we see john kind of step into the break room where abigail is and you know she's like stress eating um and he just checks up on her and he's like you know are you okay i get it like the job isn't how you imagined it would be um and she just like immediately changes the subject checking to see what will happen with everest um and so like after john runs through all of that like he you know it's just like maybe it's a good thing that you're seeing how the job runs before you can sign up because you know then you can kind of move on and figure out what you really want to do um i don't know i was like okay i know that most of this is coming from henry john never should have went along with it but like also maybe that wasn't the boost of confidence kind of that he should have given her like yeah i don't know it just didn't really sit well with me so then but abigail's like well i'm gonna prove everyone wrong so she leaves sean speechless and you know she's just like i still want to become a police officer now more than ever um she thanks him for the ride along making that happen and believing in her and his face just looks like so dejected so then um brolin's walking out of the district together tim asks about abigail and wants john to let her know that like she showed some solid instincts and clearly has some fight in her um and tim's just like you know i'd be happy to put in a word for her when she turns 21 and john then mentions her past or kind of brings it up and you know tim's just like what did she do back then and so john divulges it and tim doesn't even beat around the bush he's like she'll never become a cop it doesn't matter how she handled the outcome um 
you know, like if she handled it the right way or not, like the law sees it as an incident of domestic violence, which is a hard pass at the academy and there's nothing that she can do. So um, the next time we see Abigail, she's sitting on the couch in the morning, kind of like zoning out. Um, And John asks her how she's feeling about the whole, like not becoming a cop thing. She claims that she's fine. um, And it's not the first time that she's missed out on something because of her past. But, you know, she'll she'll just kind of deal with it. So Henry comes out and tells John that, you know, he's heartbroken. Or John tells him that she's heartbroken. And Henry just says matter-of-factly, like, I know. But I still think that her not becoming a cop is for the best. Um, And John puts on his dad pants and is like, you know, I'm disappointed that you feel that way. And honestly, same, John, because, like, I don't know. It just seems like a douchey thing. Um, and it's like, Henry, support your girl. Like, no matter if she beca- if she could become a cop or not, like, support the idea and passion of hers. Mm-hmm. Like, whether she actually becomes a cop or not, like, just support it, you know? Um, so then Henry's like, I'm just trying to protect her. And John just reminds him that like deciding what's best for her isn't protecting her it's controlling her um and john you know admits that he shouldn't have played along and you know that was his fault but henry isn't doing all that he should be as a fiance like abigail deserves henry's empathy um and honesty and you know he's not giving that to her so john's like if you like you should tell her that it's over then um, if you can't like be honest and like empathize with her so then later in the episode because like the episode was cut up like th- uh between two days so then tim meets up with nolan at the district shares that he got something and this scene when nolan's like oh me too who goes first and tim's just like i do reminds me didn't that happen in the like the next time Brolin paired up or something like who should go in first and Tim's like I do always or something maybe it was kind of a parallel to that it was when they wore plaid yeah it was three think. Was it 312 oh dang yeah 312 or 313 no 12 mm. whichever I can't remember now I it was in it season was exactly. three <laughs> yeah it was season three gosh i'm so off my game today um but like there it is like another parallel kind of um i don't know just like the rookie writers just have like a big whiteboard of all the quotes and stuff because i would not be but like a giant web yeah you know like how like, andrew like murder boarded yeah yeah <laughs> but like with parallels like they that. have to because like how would they remember it i don't know um yes then tim's just like oh i always go first and nolan's nolan's face when he said that was another solid meme like another solid meme so then the medical examiner called heston wasn't a jumper it's not it um appears he was actually tossed off of the roof um and he was dead before he left the roof so it seems that he was strangled and had acid burns on his forearms that were less than a week old. So, um, you know, Nolan's like, well, I looked up the arrest records for Everest and his burglary charge. 
was for stealing drain cleaner, which contains sulfuric acid, which is then used to cook meth. Okay. Um, and so then, you know, we, they say that they weren't cooking it in the trailer park, though, because Brolin would have smelled it. So then instead of bringing the detectives up to speed, Tim's like, no, we're going to go to Everest first. So then Brolin um, is about to turn into the trailer park when they see a group of bikers roll in on their motorcycles first. And John's like, well, that can't be good. No shit, man. That can't be good. You see a group of motorcycler, like motorcycles rolling up into, no, that can't be good. Um, so then Tim just mentions that they saw two of the bikers from the group leaving the park when they pulled in the day before. Um, and that can't be a coincidence. So then, you know, they figure out that they sell meth and they wouldn't like it if, you know, Heston and Everest were trying to cook and sell in their territory. So then Nolan just figures out that, like, they threw Heston off of the roof and they're coming back to, to the park to do the same to Everest. Uh, but then they got spooked when they saw Brolin before. Um, so, you know, they're back to finish the job. I feel like, like, Nolan's just, like, paraphrasing all that for us, right? Like, if it was, if we didn't have storylines with everyone else, we would have just seen this entire storyline and we would have seen all of that play out. Like, they're pretty much just giving us, like, like the Spark Notes version, yeah. you know? Yeah. Quick Which summary. I appreciate. Um, so then, you know, like, the next move is to call him back up and hope that no one else is killed while they're waiting. So backup comes. It's Gray, Nyla, Lucy, Jackson, and Angela. I was like, it's like <laughs> wait, is Aaron in on this one? No. Um <laughs> two seasons later he is but um so SWAT is mobilizing and you know Brolin's like hopping a wall to give everyone else eyes inside I mean perfect uh we get Tim hopping a wall it's not a very tall one but like it's you know it works so you know Gray's like I'm not sure if you know we can wait for SWAT to land so you know they're Brolin has to set up an OP to report back so they see them like throwing Everest to the ground outside of a trailer and like torturing him basically um and Tim's just like we can't wait for SWAT so Brolin has to proceed to the target um and no one's like looking around the corner and this line was like the funniest thing it shouldn't have been funny but it was and he was <laughs> like that's my truck like what <laughs> and Tim's just like what did you say what that's your truck and apparently john lent it to abigail and henry um because they were going to use it to look at wedding venues and tim's like are you sure that that's your truck and no one's like yes i know my vehicle (laughs) it's just too good like we need more tim and nolan banter because when we get it it's perfection so then nolan's just like they must have came back to visit ella and like you know abigail was thinking about her so then cut to the scene where we get a gun pointed at Henry's face. Right. And um, it's Henry, Abigail, Ellen, and Miss Dayton on the couch being held hostage. So who knows where Everest went because he's not in there with them. Um, I'm, it seems like it was just two bikers holding them hostage. So the others were with Everest. 
Um, but we never like saw totally what happened with Everest. We just saw them like throwing him to the ground, picking him back up and taking him back into the trailer. Um, but the bikers want to know where Huston was cooking or where Huston and Everest are cooking and keeping the cash, um, to which no one knows. So Brolin gets up to the trailer. No one looks in, you know, the bikers like admit to killing Huston saying that he killed himself really because like he wandered into the middle of a criminal enterprise. So then like bikers talking about a Turkey, like looking up at the rain and Abigail's like, yeah, that's a myth. It's false. And I don't know. Henry's like looking at her and trying to get her to like, stop talking I mean, honestly, if I was in a, if I was in a situation like that, I would be like looking at the person next to me who's just like blabbing on, and I'd be like, "Be quiet! Like you're not helping at this point." So, yeah. but that's like another point where like she's headstrong, like she's gonna prove this person wrong, um, yeah. which was good. So good to see um, her and Henry balance each other out in that way. I feel like so. But then Tim's just like, you know, we're in position. Grace sends out a green light and they all move in. Signal, And I love when they like signal each other with the hand on their arm to like move. Um, but, you know, Nolan and Lucy are, for, or Nyla and Lucy are further in the trailer park. And John's, you know, entered the area where everyone's held hostage. Um, and, you know, one of the bikers is like, I'm going to check the place again. So he walks into a room john shuts the door and takes him and then like throws him out the window for tim to take care of um and you know john just like throws in a smoke bomb thing to like where the rest you know where everyone else is so then the rest of the team moves in the biker starts shooting just like anywhere and everywhere like he's just shooting you know um and tim or john takes him down tim comes in arrests the biker and John's reunited with Abigail and Henry. Like, you know, that is his main concern at that point, which it should be. While everyone else takes down the bikers. So then, you know, like at the end of the episode, Abigail is like, well, the one thing that doesn't make me want to become a cop is the paperwork. And John's just like, you guys can go home. I'll meet you there. Um, and, you know, Abigail, like, I loved this moment um, when Abigail was like, it was scary today. And Henry just asks Sean, you know, but you're used to it, right? And we find out that he's not. And especially when it's, you know, Henry and Abigail in danger. So, um, you know, John's like, but we're trained to deal with fear. But, you know, we recognize, we try to recognize it and not let it paralyze us. So, um, you know, Abigail is like, well, my man didn't freeze when the bullets started flying. And she calls him his hero, but he feels uneasy about that because he's been anything but a hero to her. Um, And, you know, he's just like, he like, he comes clean saying, I wasn't supportive of, you know, you wanting to be a cop. And my dad called me out for being selfish for it. And so Henry's just like, you deserve better and under, and I understand like, if you don't want to marry me. So then I don't know. John's just like the awkward third wheel here. And it reminded me of the last episode when he could have been like the fifth wheel. <laughs> but then Gray's like, nope, you're not going out for drinks. Like, yep. John is just the awkward like third or fifth wheel yeah. at times. So then, you know, Abigail's like a little upset and, you know, 
she doesn't know why like he didn't just say something but she gets it so you know she's like I'm a bit of a wild card you're not you know but I'm used to people underestimating her and just didn't think that he would be one of them I mean ouch but like also yeah so you know she's like we'll work through it though like you're not getting rid of me that easily and John just ends it with we should celebrate with pie and my paperwork can be done tomorrow morning I mean pie sounds really great so yeah Mm -hmm. count me in yeah so yeah yeah that was it for all of the Nolan Tim Abigail Henry of it all so moment of appreciation for Nyla and Lucy with the rifles yes they were yes like just the tall tall weapons small small women small badass women badasses yes exactly yes so good which honestly that was the perfect segue which I did not plan uh (laughs) no we did not plan that nope um into uh Nyla and Lucy's part of this episode they were so good it was nice to see them work together again because I mean they eventually like let's see what was it 207 I think it was was when they first worked together because that was the not Nolan line that she gave um or for the nickname for Lucy and like while they eventually like got past that whole like not animosity and it wasn't even hostility it was just like different ways of saying things but like I don't know it was just nice that like she was the one to like kind of take Lucy under her wing for the episode um but anyway so um Nyla had talked to Tim at the beginning of the episode and asked what his plan for Lucy was and he was like well I'm gonna hone in on her fight or flight response which I also just realized that 413 was called fight or flight so that's fun another not quite parallel I guess maybe foreshadowing I don't know probably not but anyway um so Nyla was like so basically you're just going to get her into every single fight possible and Tim's almost ready to be like yeah um but Nyla points out that Lucy may be better served by being with someone that has been through what she has been through um which Tim then observes is Nyla um so he agrees to make the switch and that's how we get that earlier look uh shared between Chenford um I thought it was a nice like moment that like Lucy asked um not once but twice to Nyla like why why the switch um the first time Nyla tried to say that Tim thought it was a good idea or like the best move for her but Lucy was like uh so does that mean it's just some sort of Tim test and Nyla's response was so sassy like Mm -hmm. and just and I will not do it justice as Makia does it just because she has such a way about her with saying these things of just like do I look like someone that could be roped into doing something like that especially by Bradford um it's just great it was great because Lucy's like no not really um (laughs) but she asks again um and Nyla basically just convinced Tim that 
Lucy would or that Nyla would have more insight into what Lucy went through so she could be more helpful for Lucy's reintegration into the streets um and uh Lucy asks like oh well did you go on a date with a serial killer too and Nyla did not but before she can say anything more Lucy kind of goes on a little tangent of she's fine like she's she's done all the therapies to process her trauma um the psychology uh minor in me enjoyed the mentions of all the different therapies that like Lucy did she did the cognitive uh therapy exposure therapy um EMDR, which is the eye movement, uh, desensitization and reprocessing, um, which is like a very, very intense therapy that is often used for trauma response. Um, So it just, I don't know, I just, I enjoy that like the writers obviously take some like time to like add these little things in because it ties into Lucy's psychology background as well. I know I had mentioned this to you earlier, I think before we started recording. Um, I just got to wonder how like Lucy did with the actual therapist who like signed off on her mental uh, state, yeah. like that she mentioned earlier in the episode. Um, like that just had to have been a little bit weird, like especially just since her parents are therapists and probably like talk to her about like how to process her emotions. So mm-hmm. I don't know and like while Lucy likes to talk and like likes to connect with people I don't know that just had to have been like a I almost wish we had a scene yeah like it's different when you're talking about a situation that like you're not happy about you know like I can imagine that that would have been hard for her um I also like wonder what the time jump was for this episode because it's mm-hmm. not like she was back to work right after 211 like yeah, she had to is. have that therapist sign off on it yeah. and they didn't mention that so oh because they said how long till she could have the tattoo removed i was trying to remember that number but that wasn't what no yeah because that wasn't what we're talking about so yeah i'm not sure if they mentioned it and we missed it can someone tell us though because like i, I don't feel think like they I did mention it. it i don't know but, like, I know for John's, like, when it came to Anderson dying, there was a, like, card, uh, you know, like, a scene card that had said two weeks. So, I would assume mm-hmm. that it was, like, two mm-hmm. to three weeks, maybe? Probably. Yeah. Because she had quite a bit of, uh, Lucy had quite a bit of, like, uh, like, bruising on her face and, mm-hmm. like, cuts and stuff. And so, I would think that would need time to heal up too so i don't know yeah i'm kind of curious now now i want to know yeah um i also i don't know what is wrong with me and i don't realize these things until apparently five times over of rewatching this episode but i literally didn't realize that the line of tim's of the herd you dodged some bullets like literally referred to the scene where like Lucy and Nyla joined the chase of um the suspect that Jackson and Angela were dealing with like yeah because Lucy took cover in the store I didn't I just didn't realize that that like was what that line was like I just thought it was I don't know what's wrong with me I swear I don't know why I thought it was like just some like 
poetic dim <laughs> line or something. I don't know. Um, but yeah, no, so that all of that's clicking together. Um, yeah. I also, I liked that I said, like, I mentioned it earlier, the tattoo is, like, kind of a theme uh, throughout, like, or a, sim- you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Symbolism mm-hmm. um, in this episode, and just, you know, like, Lucy's looking at her tattoo again in the locker room, noticing that the concealer is fading. I'm sure she wished uh, her memories of that time uh would fade as quickly well even like when she was first looking at it in the bedroom like they Mm -hmm. even had the sound effect of the Mm -hmm. like tattoo gun yeah Mm -hmm. yeah very very uh like well done just just the the littlest things that they do Mm -hmm. just make the most impact i think um but just also like her hair in the locker room scene goals like all of their outfits oh my gosh like just every oh my gosh just Nyla with the hair pulled back and the jacket and then like Angela's like jacket matching her lipstick and her jeans oh my gosh and just Lucy's sweater oh my gosh I could just go on and on and on so good like just the trio that we need more of yes we need another girls night without this you know having to be a like a psychological experiment although i appreciated it for this episode because obviously um nyla wants to you know help lucy through this whole thing yeah i was Um, gonna say i wouldn't mind if it was a psychological experience but like true i'm okay with just strength especially now that like nyla is pregnant like well obviously you know it can wait until after she has the baby too but like you know, Angela and Nyla, like, sharing, like, new mom stories and all that. hmm Yeah. I just thought it was fun, though, that, like, um, they didn't automatically tell Lucy what they were doing, like, going speed mm-hmm. dating. And she was just like, are we going out to a club? Like, I don't know, just Melissa's little, like, pronunciation of club, like, gets me every time. Yeah. She was just so, like, okay, what is it? Like, someone tell me. Um, but, yeah, so it's speed dating um and lucy again with the psychology of you can't have a controlled study without independent uh data so how can she know if her judgment is sound if she's the only one that's participating in this speed dating thing so nyla and angela are roped into it too angela's like screw it i'm in but she uh brought her own drink so she's just such a badass and just like Mm -hmm. I just love it and like even Lucy took a drink too which I thought was kind of like just interesting yeah Um, and this whole thing I kind of wish there was a clip I wonder if there is a clip of like just this montage of like how each of their dates quote unquote um like went because it's just it's so like they just tailored it so well to each of their characters I think um and it was just great because Lucy had all the psychology based questions of you know do you ever have any intrusive thoughts did you have any early behavioral issues how would you describe your relationship with your mom would you submit yourself to a background check and if not why not um 
despite all that though she did like she did good um until the very last guy she talked to noticed she had a loose uh thread on her sweater he like kind of uh brushed it and the flashbacks of the ordeal with Caleb came on screen and then Lucy reacted um flipped the guy down on the ground in one swift motion and um that was kind of the like and at least for Lucy of like the speed dating obviously in the montage I just enjoyed Angela oh my god Angela just had no like no qualms about anything she didn't care who she was talking to she was just like I'm just going to talk and this is that and like she just she tells a story about carrying the guy's leg and don't wear open-toed shoes do a crime scene Mm -hmm. um and just oh my god is this the one yeah this is the episode with where the gif comes in of Nyla just staring and that's like our favorite one oh my god it's brilliant and just like Makia gives like such good face well and then when she was like the next guy like started talking and she's like nope let's just sit there and wait for the timer like i wish that i could be as sassy as her so good yeah yeah because she just cut him right off she's like nah Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. like none of that yeah um i did think it was nice though like that when lucy was like triggered um that like nyla asked if she was okay and like kind of helped her get up and then angela like whisked out her um badge to like get like to talk to the guy and like kind of mm-hmm. diffuse the situation even further um which I, I don't know I just I like women supporting women and just like just having these scenes and like just female empowerment and like Jennifer said more girls night scenes in any capacity really yeah not picky <laughs> so it'd be oh my god see but now oh see now that I said that I want like future like mom chen though like when lucy has like a kid of her own she can even talk about tomorrow and kojo she can and angela and nyla are like it's not the same but it kind of is and like you know true yeah they're like more interested about hearing about her and tim though (laughs) yeah i need that can someone if someone hasn't already written that can someone write that please so good so good um and of course i lost my place after talking about all that my goodness okay um okay so later in the episode um nyla opens up to lucy about her past um because lucy again tried to tell nyla that she was um okay and that she was just you know doing what they taught her in the academy to like you know react quickly to this like threat but it wasn't actually a threat that she was reacting to um Mm. It was, however, a trauma response. I don't know. So it just, you know, it's just this whole thing. Um, yeah. And Nyla ends up telling Lucy about her time undercover and that you have to keep uh, your character like intact at all times. And it's like very, very exhausting to do that. Um, and there was a time when she met a case officer at a bar and one beer turned into two, which turned into, you know, too many after that and it like wasn't um said like specifically like what exactly happened but just 
it's implied that Nyla was taken advantage of by this case officer. Um, and like Nyla trusted him. She wasn't with the criminal. She was with another cop. So she like thought that she could, you know, kind of let her guard down a little bit and be okay. Um, she didn't even tell her husband about it. Um, Donovan, um, at the time anyway. Um, and she said that she would like deal with it when she was ready, but it just got worse. And so Nyla acknowledged that maybe she pushed Lucy a little bit too hard, but she knows what it's like when you deal, when you don't deal with things head on. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, like this was also kind of a line that should not have been funny, but I kind of chuckled a little bit because when Lucy asked about like what happened to her case officer, she was like, he fell down a flight of stairs yeah a few times and just like that pause like got me and just like no- nothing else was said about that like that that's their last um scene like between mm-hmm. Nyla and Lucy and it was just I don't know just and the rookie does it so well too like not only do they work in like softer moments with like um powerful scenes but like emotional like in the emotional pull with scenes yeah. and they also work in the a little bit of comedy yeah in there too to create some light so very very good yeah it was i want to see more of nyla and lucy working together not oh, like we've sure. seen it with the undercover stuff and like that's great but i also just want to see it like like them just on the job like patrolling or whatever mm-hmm yeah um so then we have a little bit on sterling and jackson because like they're just adorable can i just say that i miss them and they were done so dirty in yes. the true crime episode and i'm still upset jackson I liked them just a lot. done dirty in general so um but jackson had spent the previous night at an event with sterling so he was like seen on the red carpet and gray of course you know has to like roast his rookies and brings it up in roll call and he just like gives jackson like crap about it and jackson's just like well i'm proud because i gained ten thousand new followers on instagram from it and gray's just like but the only followers you should be worried about are your superiors um and so gray's like think about the other cops the next time you're out on the town um, and so then as Angela and Jackson are driving, she tells him that like Gray didn't show him the red carpet tape just to tell him how to act off duty. Like he's sending a message that fame and police work don't mix well. And as if on cue, like they, you know, see a suspect that, you know, there was bolo out on the um at the station for. Um and you know, so she like they pull him over um but first before they pull him over you know jackson's like well you know if i want or you know it was just my 15 minutes of fame and angela's like that's not something that you should want if you want fame then you have to think about saying goodbye to any undercover work joining swat robbery homicide etc um because no one's gonna want to ride with a celebrity which i find interesting because of the current storyline now with Aaron and Nyla. Oh. Like it's See, and I was just gonna be like morbid and be like, well, Jackson can't join anything now because he's no longer with us. That's sad. 
Well, damn, why'd you have to go and do that? I'm sorry. Just continue with yours. Yours is... But, like, I don't know. I mean, okay, so, like, Aaron's a rookie. Like, he hasn't probably thought much about, like, the other, like, departments that he would want to join. Jackson probably thought more about that because, like, he was a legacy cop. But, like, I don't know. It just... It was interesting to see that storyline back in 212 and then to know the storyline that we have now with Aaron. And he is famous, but like he was also dragged through the mud on a past issue. So like, you know, I mean, he he's got a lot that he's like overcoming. Um, But then I was also like, well, wasn't there a storyline where he was like noticed or something like when he was out on the job it was something like that maybe it was just like a friend of his or something but um yeah i don't know i just thought that the storyline was interesting so um but yeah like i said they had came across a suspicious guy who's like putting a backpack into you know the back seat of the car and so angela's like i think i saw a bolo on him at the station so jackson's running the license plate um and it turns out that the vehicle is registered to a felon felon with uh, outstanding warrants and so Angela's just like I love being right and I just love her like that's it um, but then you know dispatch is sharing you know the felon's information with them sending it back to the box um, his name is Jedi Monet um, and he's got an affinity for armed robbery and assault with a deadly weapon so then Jackson's like should we light him up and Angela says not without backup so Nyla and Lucy assist with that backup and you know jackson places about five bucks that he rabbits and he turns on his blinker and angela just looks over at jackson and she's like you can pay me after and it's just so badass and like hot like how she says that like she's so confident about herself i love it so then i don't know i also just love like their banter and how they would like place bets on like yeah because they did that in um with the um, 16 as well yeah with the yeah with the um with, with the kid that reversals. was driving the car yeah mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. um yeah and then angela's like well i never or jackson was like you never accepted the bet or something so mm-hmm. they pull over jedi with lucy and i love you and there's backup and jackson is then recognized by two women who's wondering if he's shooting a scene which the red carpet video never said that he was a TV cop. They said he was a real life cop. So <laughs> that's why I was like, okay, girls, go back and watch the scene or the clip of the red carpet because that's not <laughs> what they said. But Angela's like not putting up with this. And, you know, as Jackson is moving them back, Jedi uses this opportunity to escape the car through the passenger side and run. So the women are like desperately trying to get a selfie. Jackson's running after Jedi. Jedi's running through the store at this point, shooting like at Lucy as well. You know, Angela, Nyla, and Lucy all corner Jedi, while Jackson is the last to run up. Again, more of this powerful female trio, please. Like they could do anything, and I would just sit there in awe of them. Same. Um, and Angela's sassy line of nice of you to join us. Maybe our suspect wants your autograph. You know, it's just, it's hysterical. Like, she never misses a chance to give Jackson really anyone crap. Like, she, yeah. 
It was just I so wonder bad. if she and Tim are best friends because that reminds me of Tim's Welcome to the Arrest <laughs> for Nolan. Yeah. So. Yeah, well, I mean, Tim Gillette is like BFF goals, so mm-hmm. yeah. But then Westlow is walking back to the district and Jackson is, you know, telling Angela that she was right and, you know, like it or not, he's a celebrity now. And she's just like celebrity adjacent. Like, don't get too ahead of yourself. So then, you know, like he gets back on track and is like, someone almost got hurt because of me. Um, because I thought it'd be cool to walk down a red carpet, have my picture taken and, you know, feel important. So then he asks her what she should do, what he should do. And, you know, she can't give him an answer. So she doesn't explicitly say, but like Jackson puts it together thinking like, you know, that he should break it off with Sterling unless he has another way to stay under the radar. So then Sterling comes over to Jackson and Lucy's apartment to like pick up him for an event. Um, and Jackson's just like, Oh, I thought we could stay in tonight. I ordered a pizza, poured some wine, like, you know, we're good for a night in. And so then Sterling's like, But I have to go to this vodka launch for work. So Sterling's like, What's going on? You know, he and Jackson's just like, I was recognized at work, like that can't happen. And so Jackson's like, you know, I have to stay anonymous for the job and I really just want to stay in for the night. So then Sterling's like, well, this PR stuff is part of the job and I don't want to go without you, but, you know, I have to. So he leaves right as the pizza guy is showing up. And so Jackson's alone with the pizza for his thoughts. Um, and it turns out that Jackson ate the whole pizza um, and Lucy had went for a slice and it was gone. So one, that's impressive because I can have three, maybe four pieces and I'm like, I'm done. Um, But then, you know, he was like, oh, I kept refreshing Sterling's Instagram feed and had major FOMO, um, you know, red carpets, gift bags, and Sterling even sat next to Lady Gaga at the fashion show. And he's like, and when I saw that, that's when I ordered another pizza. So... Basically, now I want pizza because I hear that and I'm like, oh, yeah, pizza sounds good. Honestly, um, same. Yeah. But also, I was with Lucy when she was like, that's not a sustainable coping mechanism. No. No, mm-hmm. but like sometimes you just want, you know, a whole pizza to yourself. Maybe. Um, I don't know. I couldn't mm-hmm. eat a full pizza, but um, mm-hmm. yeah. So then, you know, when asked what he's going to do, Jackson's just like, I think I have to break up with Sterling. So Lucy reassures him that he won't be alone in being alone. Um, and which is sweet, but also like, I don't know. I want them to both be happy. So then <laughs> Sterling and Jackson like stage a breakup in front of the cameras. And we see Angela waiting in the car. Um, and Jackson's just like, that was hard. And the way that he like says it and he gets back into the car, like it makes you think that they actually did break up. And then yeah. Sterling, like, jumps in the vaccine. and he's like, you know, that was so much fun or whatever. And Angela just reminds them that the public breakup was meant to get Jackson out of the spotlight. So as long as they stay off the radar, Jackson's choices in the department stay open. Um, and then Sterling was like, do you have any of that pizza left at your place? And Jackson's face just, like, changes. And Angela giggles. And, he, I mean... Sterling's like, what's so funny? And Jackson's like, let's just go. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's like, yeah. no. Yeah. So yeah. that was I just it like, for the Jackson stuff. 
I liked the like um sort of like acting within acting, within the if show that makes yeah. sense yeah like yeah or just just any time where there's like you know uh like facets of being a celebrity like within a tv show that mm-hmm. actual celebrity actors are like playing this oh my god i just love uh, i'm a sucker for all that yeah so fun yeah so that's it for the 212 recap it was a good episode it was i forgot how much there actually was so mm-hmm. yeah yeah um but you guys can find us in um on twitter at the shop talk pod underscore or email us at shop talk the rookie podcast at gmail.com with all of your thoughts um you can find us individually on twitter as well i'm at j stark 804 and i'm at carrie hyman and we're doing something a little different next week for (laughs) i'm so excited Oh, so am I. Um, so because Valentine's Day is next week, um, I mean, we publish new episodes on Tuesday, Valentine's Day is on Monday, but you know, same difference, kind of. Actually, the 15th is like Galentine's Day, so it's perfect, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, I'm down. Um, so <laughs> we decided that we're gonna cover Eric's role in the ugly truth and thirst over Colin Anderson. <laughs> yep that's his character name in the movie i'm so excited you guys have no idea so, carrie's seen the movie like what five times you said or like um, three this times? will be this will be my four well this will be my third time watching it all the way through okay and it's I saw, my first like, parts time. of it yeah and it's my first time so it, it will be very interesting but mm-hmm. yeah stay tuned for that episode because it's gonna be good <laughs> yeah it'll be fun um and with that we will be back next week bye everyone bye guys go get them boo